Welcome to issue 199 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here, we take a good look at that most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Mika, and tonight I'm joined by Daniel. Hi! Welcome back again! Thank you. It's great to be back out of the dungeon. Well, you know, gotta let you up for some air sometime. I appreciate that. Sure. And I also see Steve here. Wait, what are you doing in the dungeon? You're supposed to be in the garage fixing the Sentinels. <laughs> okay, got so there's a, there's a story about with the Sentinels, and they locked me in there, and uh, I'll tell you about it during my annual review. Okay, alright. Well, as long as the Sentinels were doing it. Um, it's fine. But I did have a question now that I am out of the dungeon area. Oh, okay. So very important question for Daniel. What's on your mind tonight? Well, as you know, Mika, there's not been a lot on my mind for a while. But suddenly, there is a thing. Steve, I believe you know this guy pretty well. Ray from Into the Night. Yeah, a great podcast all about Moon Knight. He does like five podcasts, actually. There's a whole list of them. But um, yeah. But you, you and Mike went on there, right? You guys went to Australia and joined him. Is that right? Yeah, I'm still jet lagged from it, and it was like yeah. six months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's far away. Um, so he asked an interesting question about some other game and and its relation to our game. So he says this. He says, "I like them both, but I'm wondering about all of your experiences with Champions and Legendary. What do you like about each one, and how do they compare for you?" Now, Steve, make have you guys ever played the Legendary? Um, yes. Our game, like, there's a whole bunch of different sort of. There's a lot of IPs for like, it. IPs for it, right? Yeah. yeah. I've only played the Alien one once. I think. I played the Marvel one years and years ago um, at a convention. So we played it like three times in a row, and that was it. Like I hadn't played it prior to that, and I've never played it since. Uh, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. It was also co-oppetitive, like. Oh, right, it is, isn't it? You're all working together against the bad guy uh, who's definitely misunderstood. But at the same (laughs) time, you're trying to score more points than everybody else, so you can be the superhero because you're a greedy hero who needs the spotlight. You have to be the best. Finally, a game that's thematically true to how they think. Right. Um, I have not played it in ages. I, I remember liking it, but I couldn't make any real comparisons. Yeah, I, I'm um, familiar with his existence, but I've never played it, so it can't compare to Marvel Champions for me. Yeah, it's very different because it's like a deck builder too. Because as you're playing, you're building your deck, so you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy Spider-Man cards as I'm playing." Right. You don't pre-build a deck and bring it. Um, and it's kind of like very traditional in that genre, right? Like you start with your ten cards, set up deck, you buy things from a market, yeah. Like, and at the same time, you're trying to thwart the villain from advancing their schemes, which are, I don't know, robbing a bank or destroying innocent bystanders right, right. or whatever it is they're doing. Um, but okay. you build the you build the the market right. You can say, all right, we're going to put in Captain America, Black Widow, Hulk, and Thor. So these are the cards we're going to build the scenario with today. And then another game, you could say, okay, we're going to play with just Web Warrior type guys, or we're just going to play with. That. Yeah, so there's a lot of expansions for it. Um, so you can kind of 
And the market is built from the cards that relate to the heroes in the game. Yeah, you sort of like pick, um, you pick a set, right? Four or five. I don't know the exact number, but okay. maybe you pick four or five packs, and those packs get shuffled together and make the deck, the market, oh, deck, whatever we're calling it. So you can and have the Captain America pack even if you're not necessarily playing him. Right, and the guy next oh. to you can have a couple Captain America cards in his deck because he bought them. Then you can have a couple in your deck. Got it. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. That's what I remember of it. I, I, it was fun, but um, while we're on the topic of this, though, are there other Marvel games that you guys play that you like? Any Marvel game? Yeah, I just um, played with uh, my buddy Sean and Judith. We are on our Tuesday night game night are playing some Dagger. Oh, that's new FFG. Oh, that's kind of new. It's a often is dis, is described as sort of an eldritch horror for. Marvel, I think it's sort of a a lazy comparison, but I think it's really good. I like it oh. a lot. Oh, okay. I think it's a great game. It suffers from the typical fantasy flight game of like, does it really need to be four hours long? Probably not. <laughs> but um, you kind of also tend to make those games longer because you talk through things and strategize, and we like to read flavor text and you know all that kind of stuff. But and we're still new enough to the game where we're spending at least half the darn time looking through the rules reference. That one you like, uh, you're all co-op again, right? Yep. Yep. And you can like combo off each other if you do things correctly from what I understand. Yeah, there's a lot of really cool like assisting of other hero mechanic-y things. Yeah, it's really cool. We haven't played it yet. Yeah. And the replayability is fantastic. Though it's so long and the setup takes three hours too that you're not going to play it enough to understand how rich the replayability factor is. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, as for me, I uh, like to get a little bit of Marvel United down on the table. Um, that one's by Simon, not Fantasy Flight Games. That's like but... a minis kind of game, right? Yeah, that's the one with the little chibi-style miniatures. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. And I, my son loves it. It's It's a great one to play with kids. It's not overly complicated rules, but there's enough variability and strategy involved to make it interesting. And if you ever do one of the Kickstarter, if you've ever done a Seamon Kickstarter, you know just the metric tons of miniatures and extras you get as part of a just their basic Kickstarter, even if you don't get all the the expansions and everything. So I've got so many villains and heroes to go through that I can just keep going back to that and not really replay things. And you get to like chuck a lot of dice and stuff. No, that one's not dice. So that one's, um, so the heroes have cards, um, and you randomly pick them, you get like three or four in your hand and then you have to play them and they've got action icons on it that determine what your hero can do. You use your cards, action icon and the card before yours. So it goes in a round. Literally the game is played in a circle the play mat with it is circular that you put the cards on. It goes like three heroes get to go, then the villain, then three heroes get to go, then the villain. And then when it gets a little further, it's two heroes, then the villain, two heroes, then the villain. Oh, neat. Okay. Okay. So it's a nice, it's a nice quick game too. You can get a game easily in like 45 minutes. I mean, it's about the, the length of like a solo Marvel champion game, even with like two or three players. That's cool. All right. Have you guys played, uh, the, what is it? Dice Throne yes. Marvel? The yeah, Marvel version? Yep. Not the Marvel one, no. 
Okay. I love that system a lot. So what are the other Marvel games out there? Um, um Villainous has a Marvel okay. branch. Yeah. Um, and that's a great system too. Yeah, there's X-Men Mutant Insurrection. Oh yeah. Which is basically uh was it uh Elder Sign with an X-Men skin on it. Mm. Okay, okay. So lots of dice there. I remember when that came out, we were like, oh look, and then we didn't get it. <laughs> it's fine. I'm I'm a sucker for anything X Men, so I bought it. It's it's good. Okay. I like Elder Sign. So yeah, it's it's nothing overly special, but it's a good, fun dice chucking game. All right, all right, cool. There's another. There's a dice chucking game. Oh, I feel like I know what you're talking about. Um, like Dice Masters. Dice Masters. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dice Masters, a friend of they mine. They have a bunch group. of different IP skins and stuff, too. I think that started as sort of a generic D&D type. Yeah, that that has a weird play mat where you move your dice around and you do these different things. And a guy in our group bought that because it was on sale at like 80% off. He's like, I bought all this stuff. It was 79 cents for an expansion pack. <laughs> like, oh, even if we play it one time, great. <laughs> you got your money's worth. Yeah. Oftentimes, the 80% off tells you a little bit about the quality of the game, but maybe not. Yeah. Well, sometimes they age too. Our yeah. local store will put stuff on sale that's old that's still good. Um, like you can find a Arkham Horror pack from the first or second cycles for like eight bucks still sitting in the bin. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks. Well, thanks, Ray. That was a great yeah, question. Thanks. Yeah. Got us thinking about other things to play. I'd like to hear Ray's thoughts on it. Uh, Ray, why don't you send us a uh, mail on your thoughts? So, yeah. All right. Uh, so let's talk lore tonight, shall we? We don't have any. Perfect. We don't have any. Oh, good. Uh-oh. Because I know, how, I know how tired you are of this robot storytelling. <laughs> I am. And we're going to do none of it tonight. Uh, what we are going to do is we're going to talk about Master Mold, the third scenario, in the Mutant Genesis campaign box, 18 total cards, 13 encounter cards, 7 by title, and 1 player card. Yuck. So. Yeah. We'll talk all about that, and we'll look at the scenario as a whole, and kind of you know give it our rating and do our thing. So let's let's dig into some cards, shall we? Sure, perfect. All right, so let's talk about this first card. Now, this first card you actually get to put into play during setup, although we didn't talk about it last week. So during setup of the scenario on side one A of the Sentinel Factory main scheme, it says. Put the Magneto ally into play under the first player's control. So it seems only fair that we get to talk about Magneto, who is really one of us, but he's working for the... That seems really unfair that they get to start with that in play. As a player, I'm always a little worried when I get a really nice ally to start with. Yeah. Because that usually tells me that this is going (laughs) to be hard. (laughs) Well, in this whole campaign, we've already talked about the four captives that you can free and mm-hmm. you can get Jubilee and now you can have Magneto. It's like, holy cow, FFG, stop right. giving the heroes yes. extra stuff, right? Especially, I mean, this guy, he's like, you know, like, remember Odin? Like, he was really good, too. Yeah. This guy seems kind of, he may be even a little gooder. But anyway, let's let's hear about him, Mika. Yeah, you get to do it because we can't talk about an ally card, traitor. Nope, nope. All right, I will reluctantly talk about Magneto, a.k.a. Eric Lencher. So he is a null-costed ally, two thwart, three attack, five hit points, with the Brotherhood of Mutants trait. He is victory one, 
and it says the first player controls Magneto. He does not count against your ally limit. And then his attack has a response. After Magneto attacks and defeats a Sentinel minion, heal one damage from Magneto. Oof. That just seems really Uh, I suppose on the bright side, it's not a forced response, so you don't have to (laughs) heal him. Ah, don't heal him. Yes. That's Um, a challenge. If you want to be a true villain, listeners, that's right. Yeah, I mean, he's he's pretty good. He's four, three attack, five hit points, which so he can do a lot of basic removal. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah, with so many sentinels in the the campaign version, you you can finish off a lot of sentinels, and and he heals himself. Oof. Seems too good. Yeah, and now he bounces from first player on the table if you yep. have multiplayer. The one nice thing is. He is not X-Men traded. He's not X-Force traded. He's not an Avenger. So anyone playing a team card, like a team up, right? Like if you only have X-Men, you get this bonus. He doesn't give them that. So Wait, that's true. Steve. That's good. Isn't there some side scheme in a modular set that makes Brotherhood of Mutants really awesome? You have some quick strike and something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it applies, though. Oh, that's too bad. Like Brotherhood can't be defeated. While the oh, scheme is out. Isn't there something damage. like that? Yeah, maybe. Now, see, we need to play this with, what is it, like Enchantress, so she can just mind control him and, oh, turn, him into a, and turn him into a minion? Yeah, sway, sway him the right direction again. Oh. Does she blank the text box, though? Oh, maybe, yeah. So he wouldn't go into the victory display? He wouldn't move around. He wouldn't get to heal. Um, yeah. um, I, although... Hmm. Okay, thematically, Magneto (laughs) is a complicated character. Okay. And Sentinels and Master Mold go after all mutants. And Magneto's big thing is protect all mutants. Those are my peeps. That's my tribe. I'm going to save mutants. So, Mm. and he's got the whole, the ends justify the means. I don't really care how we get there or we're going to have to do some darker things, right? So that puts him at odds with Xavier and the X-Men. So okay. having him go against Master Mold thematically does make sense. And, you know, in this campaign, spoiler alert, he's going to take control of Master Mold, right? Like, he is gonna put, he's going to put the Sentinels to work for himself. So, yeah, he's helping the heroes right now, but not forever. So, it seems thematic. Ah, uh, yeah. the villainous long game. Yes. Yeah, he's got a plan. Hmm. Okay. Well, I like uh, him. Yeah, luckily you only get him in this one, right? Like, Yeah. So, Steve, Chris, can I tell you about the only minion in this set? Please. Okay. This is the Sentinel Mark 8. There's two of these in the set. This is, this is no joke of a minion, fellas. Three right. scheme, three attack, eight health, Sentinel traded, forced response. After this minion engages you, Attach the topmost sentinel attachment from the discard pile to this minion. They've upgraded their armor, says Cyclops, and two boost icons. Wow. Dang, that is uh that is a beefy strong minion. And follows the, the pattern of all the marks. Whatever their number is, is their hit points. Yep. And since it is when he engages you, he uh-huh. triggers on all the puts into play that you get in Master Mold. 
Um, yeah. So he will get the attachment yeah. if if you're using him, you know, Masterworld schemes, and this is the one he finds and stuff like that. So. Oh. Yeah. And he's got guard. Yeah. Yeah, for Master Mold, yeah. That's true. Um, oh, I guess they figured out how to make these things by Mark 8, huh? Yeah. Yep. Jeez. Yeah, 8 hit points is no joke. So. Nope. Oh, that is that is a special yeah. hero attack card. That's, yep. Amount of uh, hit points. Yeah. Did you want to use your swing and web kick for this? Probably not, but you gotta. Hmm. Yeah. All right, so he gets to go and get the topmost Sentinel attachment from the discard pile. So let's talk about one of those Sentinel tech attachments that he could get. The first one is the Stun Beam, which is an attachment, and it has the Sentinel and the tech trait attached to a Sentinel minion without a Stun Beam attached. Otherwise, this card gains Surge. It gives the minion plus one attack with the forced response after attached minion attacks and damages a character. Stun that character two boost icons, and there are two of these in the deck. So if number eight gets it, he becomes a four attack that stuns. With eight hit points, though, it's going to be hard. So he may very well get actually get an attack off. Yeah, yeah. That seems good. Yeah, it's pretty nice, I think. Um, Well, there's a bright side if you're a hero. If you chump block, you don't have to worry about being stunned. Yeah, that's true, but... I mean, it's a four attack, so <laughs> exactly. there goes that ally. There goes yeah. that ally. That's what I mean. They won't be stunned. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. Um, oh, and notice the only way to get it off the thing is to kill it. Yeah. There's no mm-hmm. hero way to remove it. No. Nope. So here's an interesting thing, too. With the Mark 8, if we focus on the Mark 8, right? If the Sunbeam comes up naturally, it goes on who's ever out there, right? But the Mark 8 could have one on it already, or could could it get two? No. No. Because it says without a stun without beam. It. Oh, right. I'm thinking if it already had a stun beam and you trigger... No, you could. Okay. All right, I got it. Here's how you get two stun beams on it. The Sentinel Mark 8 comes into play. Okay? Okay. It engages yeah. Daniel. It fetches the stun beam off the top of the discard pile and it attaches to it. Then the Mark 8 somehow moves its engagement over to me... It's force response triggers again, and it just says attach it to it. It doesn't say reveal it. It just says attach it. So you would ignore the attachment text on the stun beam, right? And it would go oh. get the second one. I don't think so. It says you can't attach it. it says it but you're not, tr- you're not triggering that text. You're, you're doing the forced response on the Mark 8 that says, after this minute engages you, attach the topmost sentinel attachment from the discard pile to this minion. It's not asking you to reveal it or anything. It's just saying, put it out there. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose you are correct. Yeah, if for whatever reason, if that minion, if you do a get over here, yeah. or the the hero that it was engaged to is defeated and it moves and to it another... Moves. Yeah. yeah, I guess it would. Yeah, Super right. corner case. Super but corner. <laughs> <laughs> this, the card doesn't say anything about when revealed or how it comes into play. It just says you attach it to Sentinel Menu without it. Oh, no, but that's... So that's that's only that text there on Stunbeam is only if it's revealed from the deck. Okay. Right? As an encounter card. The yeah. text I think the text on Mark 8 overrules it because it says go Weird. get it and put it on this guy no matter what. It doesn't say reveal yeah. that card. It says go get it and give it to this guy. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I mean 
Yeah, it would have to come out, and then it'd have to move, and there'd have to be two of these in the, the discard pile. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, so does I, that I mean... I dream. So, so if we're talking to edge cases, <laughs> so if, if the hero that it attacks has steady, then it gets double stunned and actually stunned? Oh, if it had two stun beams on it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they both, both stun beams would trigger their yep. force responses. Yeah. Yep. Take that, Hulk. Yeah. Well, it's like super corner case, but yeah, you know, that's my new goal as a villain. <laughs> I was gonna say you have, you have a new goal. All right, well, um, all right. There's got to be more attachments, though. I, I hope so. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Here's another attachment: unit upgrade. It is a sentinel and tech attachment. It says attached to a sentinel minion. Otherwise, this card gains surge. Attached minion gets plus two hit points and gains retaliate one. And they get plus one scheme, plus one attack. And it doesn't have any boost icons, but it does have a boost effect. The boost effect is attached to a Sentinel minion. And there wow. are two of these in the uh, deck as well. And how fun is this? Okay, so I'm thinking about how you're, you know, you're trying to go hide back at your apartment and drink some soup from Aunt May, right? Master Mold schemes against you, brings out a Sentinel Mark 8 who then finds this attachment, who then schemes after Master Mold on you with a plus one scheme. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and that's a delicious moment too, Steve. And unlike like Stunbeam, this does not say that you can only have one. Yeah. Oh. So in theory, one, like the Mark 8 could have two of these, be 12 mm-hmm. hit points, retaliate two, and coming in for five and five. <laughs> Which just sounds awful. That is uh, all hands on deck to deal with this thing problem. Yep. yep. Um, and I imagine this is a tricky scenario for a solo player then. It's got a lot of guard. Because three people <laughs> taking out a tw- an eight hit point minion is one thing. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's definitely leads itself a little bit more towards a rush strategy. Sure. My goodness. If you're playing the scenario with the suggested modular sets and you have zero tolerance in there, there's another attachment that we talked about previously, the energy barrier, which would give the Mark 8 plus 2 attack uh, and tough. So, <laughs> yeah. And that goes away like after a round or whatever. Um, like it would attack once and then so, I take that back. Never mind. Yeah, it's just plus 2 gains a tough. Like that's this thing could be huge if it fetches that. Oh, it's fun. Yeah. Um. These robots look like people. Yeah, they could be yeah, that art, right? Like uh they could be later versions. We talked about hmm. like the prime sentinels which were people that get nanotech that turn them into Okay, yeah, yeah. sentinels. I think that's Master Mold though sitting there in the chair with the funky helmet and these are the guys next to him. I don't know what they're doing. Are they are they drying yeah, like rosemary him? in them? Oh, they're yeah, they're repairing his arm. Okay, I see it. Oh, I thought that was a basket with like vegetables in it, but oh, I I see. <laughs> You're right, Steve. And the it one on the like... left looks like he's kissing a boo boo. I don't know. Yeah, he's pinching his cheek. Oh, what a cute master mold you are! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. All right. I don't. I don't get how the art makes sense with the card. They must be upgrading him. Yeah, but, but they upgrade minions, not master mold. Well, they're upgrading Master Mold to upgrade the minions that he creates. There you go. 
Yeah. Uh, then you wouldn't call that a unit upgrade. Uh, I'm bothered by this card now. Just Unless the guy on the left is actually taking wires out of Master Mold to put it himself. <laughs> to put it into himself. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's that. I'm oh, gonna go with that. There we I go. Like the that. one on the, the, the one on the left is cheek just is distracting. Yeah, he's just yeah. distracting him. He's getting pickpocketed. No, no, no. no Master Mold, look this way. <laughs> look Rick, look Rick, into my eyes. Yeah. Um all right, now that card has a much more believable and understandable story. All right. All right. Okay, fine. We've got these attachments and all stuff, but there's got to be some other things the the villain's trying to do, right? So let's talk some scheme here. All right. Now, the first one is called the Insert Virus Program. It's a side scheme. If you can insert a computer virus into Master Mold's mainframe, you can weaken it from the inside. Wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah, Mm. the villain's not trying to do this. Wait a minute. (laughs) All right, this is hindered two per player, victory one. When defeated, deal two damage to each sentinel enemy. It's got an acceleration icon. It starts with two threat, two uh, boost icons. This is almost like a player side scheme. Yeah. Um. Again, uh, let me uh, share my ignorance with you, fellas. Who's that blue thing that looks like Wolverine? Beast. That would be Beast. Okay, great. I knew oh, you my guys stars and garters. You don't know who Beast is? Should I? Is he in the game? He's an ally. Uh, he's he's, he's an, ally. an ally. Okay. One he's of the uh, founding yeah. founding X Men. Not yeah. he wasn't uh, furry at that point, but played by Kelsey Grammer in the X Men movies. Really? Mm-hmm. The early ones. <laughs> he just doesn't strike me as a beast. He always no, plays to me like nerdy, you know, dude. And that's Beast. Cheers in his own show, and Beast is beast a nerd. Is, He's a genius. He appreciates fine music. He's well read. Oh, that is he perfect. Just happens, he just yeah. happens to be this giant blue beast. Okay. Um, I so. mean, to be fair, at this particular moment in time, I believe he is a villain. Um, he's gone. Uh, he's gone evil. But why is he on the card that helps out the heroes? Oh, I mean, because he's recognizable, and we got to protect the IP. <laughs> Caleb wants him to be a good guy. That's very cynical, Baker. All right. I learned it from watching. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And there's two of those guys in this deck. So it's an acceleration, which, okay, you know, it pushes that main scheme up a little quicker, which doesn't have a ton of threat on it. But I think think the balance here is, do I wait for more Sentinels to come out so I can do damage to all of them, or do I clear this right away because of the acceleration? There's a little risk-reward. How long can yeah, I leave like the it. acceleration out? Yeah. I like that thinking. Um, and two damage doesn't sound like much, but... Yeah, I mean, if you hit five things... It's a long way if you're hitting five things, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And some of the Sentinels, don't, aren't there some that have two? The Mark II? The Mark, the Mark one, the Mark II is obviously, yes. Right? So, okay. You can do some damage with this card. No. At least it's victory one, so you can't keep cycling it in. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Steve. There's something else they're up to. Yeah, intruder alert! Intruder alert! Which is a side scheme. When defeated, the player who defeated this scheme discards cards from the encounter deck until they discard a sentinel minion, then puts it into play, engaged with them. It is a crisis, three threat per player with three boost icons. Okay, there's a villain scheme for us. Yeah. Love it. Love crisis icons. With a when defeated, even better. Yeah. And a penalty when defeated, not one of those happy ones. Right. 
Yeah, that's a good one. And three boost icons are always nice to see. Yeah. You clear it. You get a Sentinel minion engaged with you. Okay, maybe you don't clear it right away. So the you can't clear the main scheme, and the main scheme flips. You get a Sentinel minion engaged with you. <laughs> so, yeah. It has some commissioned art on it, too. Most of these have commissioned art on them. Yeah, a lot of them do. Yeah. Well, okay. I guess the side I mean, schemes those, do. Yeah. yeah, I mean, those side schemes are nice and all, but, I, you know, my bread and butter for any scenario are the treacheries. Oh, okay. Give us one. All right. So here we've got Master Mold's Children. It's a treachery. When revealed, alter ego, each minion engaged with you schemes. If you are not engaged with a minion, Master Mold schemes, and hey, look, now you are engaged with a minion. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> And then when revealed on the hero side, each minion engaged with you attacks you. If you are not engaged with a minion, Master Mold attacks you. So that is pretty good, although it does have a measly one boost icon. Yeah, but uh, this card is bonkers, and there's four of them. Oh yeah. My. Yes. So good. <laughs> As a treachery, oh this God. thing is, can be just brutal. Um, it, you just are gonna see I cancel this before I cancel Shadows of the Past. Yeah. Oh my god. Wait, you cancel cards, Daniel? Never. Okay. That's a cheaty hero thing to do. But if I, I had the ability. <laughs> um wow. I think this I think the alter ego action is better. No, I don't know. They're both great. Because if Well, I like the alter ego, because realistically, if you're an alter ego, more than likely, he's already schemed once, which means he's already given you one minion. Right. Which means now you get a second minion attached to you. And oh yeah, right. you also added anywhere from two to six threat to the main scheme. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess if you have a minion already out, he doesn't scheme. But that minion will scheme, but with a unit upgrade attached yeah. or something. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. So you can't get a second minion off of this. So Right. But yeah, you're going to you get a bunch. I mean, if you and the hero side, though, if you have one or two minions out with you. They're going to attack you. And this card does not say Sentinel minions attack you. It just says minions. So if you do play with other scenarios or you happen to have your nemesis out or something like that, those minions will attack you as well, which is nice. It's not just only Sentinels. So it, it opens the card pool up a little bit. Plus a gang up, plus advances. So there's a lot of activations in the deck. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. <sighs> The arts, they're a bunch of sentinels flying off to go do stuff. <laughs> so it's own version of gang up. Master yeah. molds children, I guess. Well, we're down to our final card. Is that me? Is it my turn? It's my turn. It's Daniel's turn. Yes. Shields up. And there's two of them. It's another treachery. When revealed, give each sentinel minion engaged with you a tough status card. Otherwise, surge. Wow. And it's got a boost effect. No boost icons, but a boost effect. Give the villain a tough status card. Huh. Eh, it's probably the weakest card in the set. I mean, it's just like, tough's good. Surge is yeah, fine. I mean, yeah. it definitely it, slows you down. It's, it's, it's each sentinel. I mean, yeah. it's one of those things, if things are already going poorly for you, this just kicks you in the face. Yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah. Um, if you're doing like good work as a cheaty hero, though, yeah, probably surges. I don't know. We're starting to see so a lot more piercing on the hero side that tough oh, kind of is, is, is starting to get devalued, I think. But yeah, there's not as 
there's not a ton of aspect cards with piercing outside of aggression, right? Um, but there's, yeah, a lot of hero sets seem to have a little piercing here or there. Um, but if ever, if you happen to be engaged with a couple Sentinel minions, and now they're all tough, and they all have guard, so now you have to get through the tough, and you have to get through them, and then you have to get the Master Mold. And in the meantime, the children's came out, and now you got another one. Like, yeah, it can snowball. So, I, I, yeah. 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 It, these type of cards, the heal cards, the tough cards, I always feel like they're a little, um, they're less aggressive, right? They're kind of like a reprieve, like, okay, he got something, he didn't do something to me. So that can give you the heroes a little breather. Yeah, it's definitely situational, as you said. If you're if you're unlucky enough to be engaged to like three sentinels, then mm-hmm. this is a really bad day. But if you're only engaged to one or none. Honestly, I think I'd rather as a villain, I think I'd rather have him be engaged with none and let it surge into something else. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's the set. Let's let's think about Master Mold as a scenario with this suggested modular sets right sentinels and zero tolerance what do we think of our middle scenario in the box make why don't you uh our guess you can go first what do you think well thank you i think i might give this i might give this one an a minus um i especially if you're playing the campaign set it's fun because it can it can just snowball real quick into uh that you just get overwhelmed and Honestly, it it scales pretty well. I think for for extra players. I mean, I think it's a little harder in solo, but all in all, I mean, it's it's painful, but not usually not too too ridiculous. Uh, on except for those few times where everything just hits just perfectly for the villain, and it just all falls apart, and you get assimilated. Yeah, seems fair, Daniel. <laughs> your thoughts on your many gameplays of this i tell you um i've yet to beat this oh okay yeah. mm. it's 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 really um it's really it's really get me back okay i'll confess i've never played it oh no how come i'm behind guys i'm like because my first playthroughs are always with my my you know fun little group it's hard for us to get together with all our kids and our activities and things. And I know that's lame. So I might have to actually. um... So here we go, Daniel. I'd like to address Becky and Andy directly for a moment. Please do. Becky, Andy, Daniel has a responsibility and an obligation to his (laughs) listeners, his minions, his patrons to play these scenarios. So tell those kids to sit down and watch some TV and go play some Marvel <laughs> Champions with Daniel. Okay, back to our regular yeah, podcast. The best part is that when we half the time we get together, I bring my kids over there so they can watch TV with them. Okay, um, well, whatever needs to oh, happen, yeah, make great. it happen. Um, all right, so. um, but I can see, you know, from an, ab- an ab- abstractly, I can gauge like how this scenario works. You know, I've encountered all the mod sets that come with it, and. Like, I think that this would be really hard, especially if, I mean, how many of our heroes are the types of heroes that want to spend at least half the time in alter ego? Like this really shuts down that, that archetype. Yeah. It, it has you. I would I never want to be yeah. in alter ego in this. Yeah. Or you take those heroes that can like get the free flip, you know, like. I, right. Low threat thresholds and a minion comes out when you do it. Um, yeah, I, 
there's zero reward for running to alter ego. And he's stalwart, so you cannot confuse him, so you cannot stop that scheme. Oh, man. Well, there there are a handful of ways you could stop it. The cards that cancel an activation. Sure, but... But those those are few and far between. Right. Wow. Well, even like Shadowcat, who came in the box, she stops an attack and then gives a confused... But that doesn't work, right? So she can stop the attack, but she can't stop the thwart. Go, Ghost Spider has what a, mm. her version of webbed up is just can like web binding or something is it's cancel the activation. Okay, yeah. So there's a couple out there. Yeah, not many though. Yeah, I I think it's a great scenario, a lot of fun. I've had some really good games with it. Uh, I think you can swap out the Sentinels. Uh, that one modular set for other things. You can put in more upgrades. You can put in a, a different array of minions because some of the cards still trigger. Uh, you're still able to dig for Sentinel minions based on the, the different text on some of these cards. So you will see them. I think it's a great middle-of-the-box scenario. Like, you've been playing. It's gotten harder. Here's a pretty difficult. And then after this, in the in the box, the story pivots a little bit so it feels like a midpoint boss which is really nice i think so well it's good to hear that you said it's a fun it's a fun scenario because like i do kind of worry when you know these card games sometimes certain scenarios have a tendency to shut down a way the game is played you know it happens all the time in lord of the rings like it's like the, the scenario is hard because it made a way to like not play some percentage of the game and it's less fun so I'm glad you said it is fine. Like you still have to go to alter ego sometimes, right? And you still got to take that risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think the stalwart uh, ruins. No, I'm not worried about the stalwart so much. Yeah. It's just sort of like the the heavy hit you take when he schemes. Oh right. Um. Right. Like that's. Yeah, I still think it, it's it's a good choice. You can still yeah. do it. Uh, you can build some decks that you know there's going to be minions coming out, so you're going to have to deal with it. Um. It's not super because of the modulars you're gonna play with. There's only two additional side schemes from the two modular sets, so the thwarting that you have to do can kind of stay focused on the main scheme. Mm, okay. Because um, you can, I mean, you know, insert virus program, intruder alert. They're, they're ones you have to deal with, you know, acceleration and a crisis combo together. But the other two, so I think, I don't think it makes you have to do everything i mean you have to take out the minions because of the guard or you have to circumvent guard somehow um but you can kind of like all right i don't i'm not gonna be able to thwart as much because i'm gonna have to deal with all these minions and it doesn't pile on too badly um i don't think you can ignore the threat but yeah right right yeah this this one especially at lower player counts also has a decent amount of rng on on how bad it is like if you don't you know, the first Sentinel minion that comes up is one of the low hit point ones. And you just don't happen to draw minions or, you know, the minion fetch cards as your encounter cards. Master Mold's hit points are low enough where you can usually burn through him pretty quick. Right, right. All right. Well, Mike, what do you think about this set? I give this scenario two thumbs up. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Uh-huh. Mike's going to give my grade then. That'll be my grade too. <laughs> Okay. I'm really excited to play this one because it's very different. Good. Get to it. Daniel, if we have if we have excited minions who want to contact us, 
how are they going to do it? Mm. Well, if you want to tell me how lame it is that I haven't played this yet, <laughs> despite my professional obligation, you can email us at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. We're Critical Encounters on Facebook. You can find our YouTube channel or Patreon by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Vardane, Mika, and Big Phone Loaf. Now, if you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, that's our enemies. Hey, Master Mold, take us out. That is not logical. Mutants are human. Therefore, humans must be protected from themselves. I give it two thumbs up.